You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our AIB Weekly Market Talk. Today is Tuesday the 3rd of November. My name is Cormac Canan from AIB Treasury and I'm joined today by Oliver Mangan, AIB Chief Economist, to discuss the latest market developments. Ollie, we've an action-packed week coming up. We've got the US presidential election. We have the Bank of England and Fed uh, central banks meeting this week following uh, the ECB last week. Uh, We've got US payrolls on Friday, and we've also got Brexit. Uh, So just a lot to get through. So starting off with, obviously, we've seen uh, good data in uh, quarter three, but we've seen a second wave of COVID-19 hitting Europe and the US hard. Uh, Do you expect further measures from the ECB, Bank of England, and the US Federal Reserve before year end in this context? Yeah, well, well, just to tee it up, the ECB met on Thursday, and both the Fed and the Bank of England meet this Thursday. Now, as you said, the data, we're getting the data now through for the third quarter of the year in terms of GDP, and they've been much stronger than expected, a, a much sharper rebound in activity than had been hoped for. Uh, we take the Eurozone economy, which obviously was badly impacted by the first lockdowns. It saw GDP decline by 11.8% in quarter two after 3.7% fall in quarter one. But actually in quarter three, it rebounded by nearly 13%, the level of outputs. So that was a huge increase. Uh, in the States, the declines weren't less severe. Uh, GDP was down by 1% in quarter one and then 8% in quarter two, but actually increased by over 8% in quarter three. So that was all great news. And the hope was that, that momentum would continue into quarter four. But obviously we've had a second wave to the virus. Uh, the number of new cases have reached very high levels in the States. Uh, and obviously in Europe, particularly the last fortnight, um, and that's both in the Eurozone and in the UK, there's been a surge in new cases prompting fresh lockdowns. We, we've seen that in new measures in um, Spain, in France, um, in Germany, and the weekend announcement that England's going to go into lockdown from, from Thursday. So that really is going to put a major dent in the recovery the economic activity. Uh, it's likely that we, could, we will see a renewed contraction in output in quarter four. Um, now, the lockdowns, won't be as severe uh, as the first lockdown, but nonetheless, uh, you know, we are likely to see, we, we, we could see talk of a double dip in the sense that output contracts again in quarter four. So the ECB has been the first out of the blocks in this regard. And, um, you know, Madame Lagarde, the ECB president, said that they will recalibrate their instruments as appropriate to respond to the deterioration of the economic outlook. Um, she was very strong at this point in the press conference. Uh, and that they would act at their next policy meeting, which is in December. By that stage, they will begin to see the extent of the lockdown in the Eurozone, the impact it's having on the economy. Now, policy is already very loose in the Eurozone, a lot of quantitative easing, but they're going to do more. So it may be increased liquidity uh, for financial markets, increased liquidity for the banking system, more quantitative easing, more buying of bonds. Uh, they probably won't cut rates because rates are already very negative in the Eurozone at minus 0.5%. Uh, and then we have the Fed and the Bank of England. Now, the indications of the Bank of England is, uh, with the UK economy going into lockdown, they will also may well announce policy loosening on um, on Thursday. The expectations, again, not so much on rates, but they will increase the amount of bond purchases they're doing, uh, increase quantitative easing, providing more support for the economy. Um, the states is in better shape. There's no lockdown there. And... Uh, the decline in output was not as, as severe uh, in the first half of the year as in Europe. But nonetheless, we can expect the um, 
Fed to indicate that it could do more policy easing and probably call for fiscal stimulus, which is not happening. It's been bogged down in Congress ahead of the elections. So really, I think that the, the, the US Federal Reserve would feel that the, the most appropriate action is a further loosening of fiscal policy, increased income support for households that are losing their jobs, increased support for businesses that are under pressure uh, as the correct policy response. And that may well come to fruition um, after the election result. As I say, it's been bogged down in rows between Republicans and Democrats. Um, they both want to do fiscal easing, but they couldn't agree on the terms ahead of the election. And uh, staying with the US, um what do you think financial markets would be looking for from today's U.S. presidential election? Well, what they want more than anything else is a clear outcome to the U.S. presidential election, that it's not contested, that it's not winded up in the course, that it doesn't drag on for weeks, uh, and that we have a clear winner, be that be, be Joe Biden or President Trump. Um, so markets are a bit on edge uh, ahead of the elections. Um, because of the postal ballot system, it may take a number of days for all the votes to be counted. So there, there is, let's say, uh, unless it's a very clear cut result, there is scope for confusion there, etc. So I think that's what the markets will be looking for. And there's no doubt that if this was a close election, if it was a contested election, if it was a row about postal ballots, if there's delays in declaring results, uh, you could see falls in stock markets uh, and nervousness generally. So what, what the markets are looking for here is clarity. And I'd also like to see that uh, once the political uncertainty is, has been cleared up and we move into the post-election phase, that we will get that fiscal stimulus to support the US economy. Because so that has been held up in Congress. So the feeling is, uh, regardless of which way the election outcome is, as long as it's a clear election outcome, it may pave the way for, for the fiscal stimulus in the US, help the economy, help markets. Uh, and that's what they would be looking for. Thanks, Ali. And um, lest anyone has forgotten, uh, Brexit's still in the background. Do you think a deal is close? Um, well, to be honest, you know, as people may be aware, uh, in terms of the Brexit negotiations, the, the negotiations continued on over the weekend. They're continuing on this week uh, in Brussels. They have gone silent. Uh, and That's normally the, the modus operandi here, is uh, what they always intended was when it came to the crucial part of the negotiations, they would enter the so-called tunnel phase, where the really detailed, hard negotiations would take place in private, uh, more or less immediate blackout, uh, and I suppose taking some of the pressure off the negotiators. I mean, concessions are going to have to be made on both sides, and it's probably much easier to do that behind closed doors and then present people, here's the deal we've come up with. So, you know, sterling hasn't moved much. It is down around the 90p level, uh, or so the euro's back down around 90p. Uh, we haven't had any clear signals, but we're into November now. Um, we've had these detailed negotiations going on over the last couple of weeks, and two weeks is around the time frame that I had in mind for them. So I would not be surprised if uh, later on this week we got some announcements or news in terms of the progress of the negotiations, whether actually we're close to a deal. I think the fact that they're continuing, that they're continuing over the weekends, that there's detailed negotiations going on, that there isn't leaking or spinning by both sides would give you some encouragement that progress has been made, but we simply don't know that. So I think maybe cautious optimism is, is what I would class my view of, of, of where things stand at the present time. And obviously, given that we're seeing Europe back in lockdown in terms of the main Eurozone economies, the UK going back into lockdown in, in England and what have you, um, you know, the last thing you need is, is um, a hard Brexit landed on top of that. Uh, because of the negative economic consequences it would have for the UK economy in particular. So I think they'll be striving to achieve a deal. 
Uh, and you know, the, the key issues remain the same, which is around what's called a left playing field in regard to trade, largely to do with state aid rules. Then a review mechanism to how that's implemented, and thirdly, agreeing what access, probably uh, reduced access, EU fishermen would have to UK waters um, for fishing rights uh, post the end of this year. So we keep the fingers crossed and hope there's a deal in the offering uh, in the next week or two. Brilliant. Thanks for packing all those uh, subjects in, uh, Ollie, and thanks to our customers for listening. To stay up to date on financial markets, uh, please press the subscribe button to AAB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS or Android. For those customers impacted by COVID-19, you can find details of AAB support packages at www.aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. Talk to you again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.